Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and your version of Snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I am so honored today to have Nin Riffet on the show. And she has an incredible story that she's going to share with you today. And not only is she an incredible leadership and business coach, but she's also the author of Hashtag Her Rhythm. You are more than your survival story. And I don't want to talk too long because I want to give her the most opportunity just to be able to share today. So welcome to the show, Nin. Thank you so much, Kim. And it's my pleasure coming to the show and speaking about all that I have already written. And I get on stages and I speak about it. But doing this podcast is really important to me for the reason that I've been associated with you for a year now, probably a little more than a year. I remember that while we were working together on this book, we kind of, I gave you tough time, didn't I? <laughs> because, and let me tell you, uh, viewers or listeners, uh, viewers, because you will be seeing me on the YouTube, but listeners, if you're just listening to the podcast, Kim really digs you deep inside and because I, whatever I'm going to share you, I, I think I would encourage all of you to get the book and read the book because it has got everything in detail. We will use this one hour exclusively for telling you all about the message that the book has, the core message, because that is so important. Yeah. But why I said that Kim really digs you deep inside is because, uh, and, I, and I gave her a tough time because she would touch areas where I wouldn't want to go because I apparently I said, no, that, that thing is healed and I don't want to go there and it will <laughs> hurt me and all that blah, blah, blah. But then Kim would, you know, like encourage me to go revisit because I think I don't know if that is right I mean I cannot say why Kim was doing it but what I felt is that the more she encouraged me to go and visit those areas from a different perspective with more positivity because I was writing the book so while I was sharing with her on phone or whenever we would talk or on emails about the things that I was scared to share with the world uh, she would listen to me, but encourage me to go and look into it. She understood why I didn't want to, but then she, she wanted me to do it. Today, after the completion of the book, after how well the book is doing and the kind of uh, support that I'm getting from my clients and, you know, like uh, the audience is becoming larger and I'm getting more stages to speak. 
I realized that it was so important to be authentic, to be truthful, mm-hmm. and live through that phase of revisiting it because I remembered everything with pain in my heart. I remembered everything with a grudge in my heart. My soul was bleeding. That's how I remembered all those moments. But now Kim wanted me to go and look at those areas, look at those moments and find out what I learned, Mm, what they actually taught me. And what, I mean, deciding to write a book is one thing but it's like she wanted me to know why I really wanted to write this book and when I started visiting those those were moments when I was crying I was almost into tears when I wished I would talk to Kim about them or write about them but then I realized that okay from that particular event or from that particular scene of my life this is what I got into this is what the decisions that I made, were they right? Were they wrong? And, you know, why I did them. I mean, I started scrutinizing, analyzing myself as well from a very different perspective. So what I would like um, all of you to understand is that, yes, there are things that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Things go wrong. I mean, life is not a bed of roses. Let me tell you, let's be honest. It is tough. There, there can be so many difficulties. Some may be um, coming up with financial crisis. Some will find it difficult because of relationships. Some will find it difficult because they have been in habit of drinking or uh, maybe drugs or some, some kind of addiction. And some may be finding it difficult because they feel that people are not connecting with them, whatever the reasons are. Life is not simple or beautiful for everyone. But the most important thing is that whatever happens in your life, it should not stop you or label you Mm. as a failure. That's right. You need to step up and see what else you can do. And why, instead of sitting and crying, why this happened to me, I still support that there should be a why, but the complete why should be, it shouldn't be why this happened to me. It should be, why am I sitting over it when I have options to be better than what I am right now? Mm-hmm. So just push yourself towards that. Now, since Kim, yes. Well, I was just going to say, let's um, stop for one second, because I really, I do want to get into that, but let's give them a little bit of your backdrop story, because I think it's important for them to understand where you came from. You came from a very bad situation, and we, we don't need to go into all the details, and if you want the details, you can read the book, but you basically had to run for your life with your children. Yes, And so, you know, people always introduce me as a leadership or business coach, or at times I'm introduced as an author. But, you know, the real title that I feel so strong about is that, yes, I am a domestic violence survivor and I have thrived. Mm. That's the title that should go with me. I don't know how to put it, but the queen of words is with me. She's going to come up with a title and sooner or later, I'm going to change from leadership and business coach to reflect what I'm saying right now. Because I said as a definition, but you know. (laughs) You've given me a challenge. I'm now going to come. I'm going to think about that and come up. Yes, do so. (laughs) Do so. Okay. So, so listeners, um, you know, my story is very 
different and difficult, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was born in a family. I am from Pakistan, basically, and I was born in a family which had a lot of values around human humanity, to be more precise. But my father was a pro girl kind of person. He would want his daughter, and I was the only daughter. I have four brothers, three brothers, sorry. And I was like kind of raised as a queen, as a princess. And he would guide, he wanted me to have both the soft side, like the feminine part alive, but also he wanted me to explore the world and see the world with a different eye. Education was his topmost priority that, you know, women should get education and you should work and all those, you know, the positive things that you can put around women empowerment. That was my dad. I will, I lost him in 96, which is a loss that I still mourn. And I haven't, let me be honest, I will never be able to get over that because he was my hero and he will always be my hero. I have lived on his values and they have helped me to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. But after that, I got married in 2000. Sorry, I got married in 1999. And my first son was born in 2000. So what I want everybody to understand is that people think that this domestic violence, this physical abuse, mental abuse, financial abuse, it only happens in families which are less privileged. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, it's not true. Because the family that I got married into was financially very strong, Mm -hmm. very reputable in the city of Karachi. And my husband was a master's in business administration. He was running his own business. He was in textiles. So everything apparently was the pomp and show was there. It was always there. I mean, there was no, I mean, there was it. The domestic violence was not because he couldn't bring in home money and he was taking out frustration on me. The domestic violence was not because I was, uh, you know, that he had frustrations of uh, at job or at work because he had his own, everything was settled. And even the frustration was not that his brother is not, excuse me, the brother is not doing well or the sisters are not doing well. So, he, you know, like financial crisis, which are putting him under pressure. There was nothing of that sort. But the mindset, mm. because the, he and his family were from the mindset that the women are not to study, the women are not to work, and they're to be, you know, like serve the husbands or the families of the husbands, that kind of mindset. I came from a completely different background, so it was difficult for me to adjust completely. So mm-hmm. I had to, you know, like tell him that I really want to work because I was educated. I was having a beautiful job, wonderful, successful corporate career in Karachi, Pakistan. And I was like that I really want to continue my job after my marriage as well. And we, he kind of allowed me, but then there were terms that were put on me. Mm, You know, it's like, okay, you can work, but you have to cook. You can work, but you cannot travel. You can work, but you have to be back home at a certain time. And uh, all those things were there and it was kind of hindering my career as well. I had to 
take a back seat many a times in the projects where I thought that I would thrive. I would be the best person to do that, but I would never stand up and say, okay, I'm ready to do it only because I knew that the project would need my extra time, attention, my involvement, my connection with my colleagues, and this wouldn't be appreciated. But I was like, okay, at least I can work. So here, a lesson today I can see that was a big mistake from my part because I was playing small just to be good in the eyes of a man or a family which had no respect for me. Yes. So that was like a compromise that I did with myself. I wasn't forced to do, but that was the most convenient decision that I could make in my comfort zone because I thought that, okay, if I go against it, my marriage will be over. How am I going to survive? What will happen to my son? Because at that time I had one son. And then I was like, what will happen to him? How are we going to continue life? And and back in Karachi, Pakistan, still things have been better now. But still, there is a lot of, a kind of hatred is a strong word, but a lot of uh, dislike for women who are divorced or who are single. So they're not accepted in the society. Even if people don't say in front of you, they would talk behind you or what happened that her marriage is over or why didn't she get married, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So keeping in mind everything about the culture and thing, I said, no, I'll just continue with the marriage. And then my family started telling me, like my in-laws, they, because I'm a diabetic, they started telling me that the reason I don't have more kids is because I am a diabetic. I cannot have that. So here I took another decision that, okay, maybe if I give birth to a second child, I will be accepted. So I was doing things for people of a person who was not at all interested in me. It was like putting him, his ideas, he was imposing his himself or his perception about how a woman should be on me and I was taking it. And he, again, a point to notice here is that I was still educated. I was still working, but my mindset was totally blocked. I was in complete state of denial that this is happening to me and it shouldn't be happening. I should have a discussion. I should talk or I should step out or step up. But I wasn't doing anything because I forced myself to be in that position. I was trying to make things work. Then just to make everybody happy, I conceived my second son, I'm, he is a wonderful boy. I love him so much. No regrets about it. But just I'm telling you that why I took that step. Mm-hmm. And so he was born and he was a preterm. So that again created a lot of you know noise, negative noise in the house that, oh, because she's diabetic. So the boy is uh, you know preterm and blah, blah, blah. You're defective oh. and you can't produce good children. <laughs> yes. So, and he will not grow up to be a healthy boy and, you know, it's a blur on the family and all that stuff. And by the way, he's the most wonderful kid we have in the family and uh, he plays soccer. We call football in Pakistan, but he plays soccer, which we call here in the U.S. now. And he's an athlete. He's, he's, he's a perfect, like, healthy boy. And then he gets good grades. Um, he's an artist, too. Like, he paints and all. So he's, like, he's a normal boy. But that, that was the perception that, you know, that's because he's preterm and he's not going to grow and all that. And during uh, all that 
uh, chaos. I was, I, I went through physical abuse, which he raised hands on me and I was like beaten. I was, I was abused verbally and I wasn't allowed to meet my family and things got really bad, really, really bad. And in the end, he, one fine morning, he just asked me to leave the house because he said we cannot continue. So it was his decision for me to leave the house. And I couldn't make this decision for 12 years. I was living in that agony, in that, in that misery, but I wasn't taking that decision to step out. Okay, when he threw me out, again, on his decision, <laughs> I was thrown out and I walked out of the house. With my two sons, we ended up, uh, you can get the details in the book, but we ended up in our family house. And uh, I started, you know, thinking about how to go from there. And but since I had a good job, so I started talking to my boss about it. And, you know, and, but, but I was more focused on my work and I was focusing on children to, you know, on, to study and to be more focused towards there. You had to secretly leave Pakistan with your boys because of the legal system there and how they were saying that, you know, your husband had all the rights and you had no rights. And so I do encourage you to read the book because there's so much more to the story. But she had to leave Pakistan with nothing and come to the United States. And yeah, you just really need to read the book. You'll, you're going to be fascinated by her story. But I want to talk about something, just switch gears a little bit, and then I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more about the process of writing the book. But one of the things, the main themes that, you know, we explored in your book was the fact that for so long, you know, until he kicked you out, you had really denied what was going on and, and you were actually hurting yourself. So maybe talk about that a little bit more. Yes, I was in the state of denial. I was denying everything. And the reason is because I was doubting myself. Mm. The, the fear stood stronger than anything else. I forgot, I completely forgot that there is a higher power, which is God. And he will always be with the right mm. And if you step up, he is going to help you. I mean, you know, you you have to he has promised you that he will help you he has promised you that he will give you food but then you are a human being even the animals have to walk to their shelter even the birds have to fly to their nest i mean it's like that and for me i was like no i will not do it because the fear was much bigger than my own existence my faith my trust in myself and this all had all that was happening in if i have to be like um an advocate for the evil which was in me and evil is like fear i call fear an evil if i would be the devil's advocate i would say that oh because he had you know like crushed me so badly that i had started doubting myself yes that's mm -hmm. a fact but honestly, the moment I felt the all the decisions that I took after I overcame fear, that led me to a life which now people see. Yes. And it is so important. We we the it is no good that you start putting things under the carpet and you just say, Okay, this is not happening to me. Yes. And everything is fine. It 
I encourage everyone to at least, you know, once in a while, sit and see if there is something going wrong in your life or something that is hurting you or you feel disrespected. Trust me, this is happening to you in reality. Mm, so you yes. have to address it. You just can't turn away from it and say, oh, you know, things will get better. They won't get better on their own. Yes, God is there. He will do miracles. And me and my sons, breathing freely, living an independent and uh, impactful lives in U.S. is an example of his miracle. Yes. 100%. No questions about it. But the miracle would not have materialized if I wouldn't have stepped up because that was the calling from the God that, okay, now take care of your kids, help yourselves, go out, ask for help and tell people what you're going through. Yes. It's the, it's the testing of your faith, right? You got to yes, take, yes. you got to take that first step trusting that, you know, when you do that, God will work the whole situation out for good. Right. But right. you got to take that first step. And right. so, you know, want to encourage our listeners today, if you have something that you know you're supposed to be doing, you know, and, and you're afraid to do it, step out in faith, take that first step and trust. Now, does it always turn out the way we think it's supposed to be? Well, never, but <laughs> it does turn out to be amazing. And, you know, I remember back, you know, let's shift gears again because we've, we've probably got about five minutes left. So let's shift gears again. And uh, I remember when we first started working on your book and, you know, you were, you were talking earlier in the podcast about, you know, there was all these places that you didn't want to go. But, you know, when you shared your story with me that first time, my heart was just pounding. And all I could think was, wow, how powerful, you know, and how much this story is just going to change people's lives. And, you know, so yeah, we did. And it, it was hard on you to go to some of those places. But, you know, I just want to say how proud of you I am, Nin, because you did, you went there and, you know, you, you allowed your soul to be bared so that others could prosper. And so, you know, when you're writing a book, yeah, you do, you know, you do have to bear your soul a little bit. But I think for you, it was such a healthy thing. It, 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 it so grew you as a person going through that process of writing this book. Yes. And, uh, and honestly, uh, listeners, not just because I'm on Kim's podcast, I actually stand on stages and when I write and when I speak and when people look at me as like a success model or thing that I have overcome, I, I tell them that, you know, you need to see, as I said, that if you step up, if you st step out of your fears, God will help you in his own ways. And connecting me with Kim, making this book happen, and then, uh, you know, like, similarly connecting me with other people as well even in the group that we both are in the women helping women entrepreneurs and getting to know christina there are so many people that who come in your life because because you want to 
conquer something or achieve something and the help starts pouring in the universe listens to you my humble request to everyone even in the book and even now is that please don't give up on yourself life is as i said life is not better process but please don't give up on yourself don't let fear and doubt make decisions for you you have Wise to advice. you have to step up and make decisions based on your belief in yourself you have to have that trust in yourself and faith that there is a superpower that's going to help you people are going to come and help you there will be negative people who will pull you down this is all life it will happen but the people who are true to you or who can see your power or that charm or that magic they will really help you and you will prosper so i would encourage all of you to uh, read the book and i take that book not as so the so the book has like the way we came up and we crafted the book is so beautiful because when i am at addressing the domestic violence survivors or people who are still struggling that book becomes a light of a ray of hope for them that mm-hmm. okay you know if she can i can also yes so they, so it becomes it's that but when the same book is shared with the corporate where where i go and help the women leaders or the aspiring leaders in the women um uh, in uh, not even women minorities as well who feel that they are not seen or they are you know um they're not so um blessed or life is not good with them it can be anything so whether it's because of your sexual um discrimination or your cu- cultural discrimination anything but when i go to corporate the same book the same lessons when we put into leadership or a corporate environment it works that way also because don't stay in denial seek for help believe in yourself these are all leadership principles yes. so so the book is not only for you as a woman or as a man to you know pull yourself out from a domestic violence or relationship abuse um situation but the book is actually directing you to a powerful impactful life that is so awesome so i couple of things first of all get nin's book it's really easy to find hashtag #her rhythm and uh, you can find that on amazon and it's nin n y n rifit r i f f a t so get the book on amazon but secondly i just want to encourage our listeners you know if you want an amazing speaker who's going to give an incredible story and then powerful life lessons on top of that then you know really make contact with Nina she's going to give you her contact information in a moment but contact her book her to come and speak let her just inspire your listeners to just really take steps out there in life i've been watching her i think i think it's well over a year now because right. we worked on the book for quite a while and um you know 
I've watched her grow so much and I've watched her conquer so much fear and take those big steps of faith. So, you know, she is someone that you really want to have on your stage. So, Nin, how can people get a hold of you, connect with you, book you to have to come and speak? Um, you can um, connect me, uh, connect with me through phone, which is 203-985-9590. Okay. Then you can also check me on my website, uh, nindrifa.com, and the email address is there, so you can connect uh, through the email. And uh, drop me a line and we'll connect. We'll see how we can work together. And um, definitely, as Kim said, that I encourage you all to read the book and see how um, you know life has been with me and how between me, my God, and his sent angels in uh, shape of human beings. And one of the angels is right here, Kim. So, you know, so all of the, uh-huh. how it all worked together. It was, it, it was a well set plan by God and how it, uh, you know, made me who I am today. And I'm so happy that I can reach out to so many people. I can, uh, you know, connect with them and help them. I'm working these days. Uh, Kim, if you allow me, I'll just share a little, um, I'll take a minute to share a little sure. uh, thing with them, with the listeners. So we have come up with a membership subscription website and uh, it's um, just for a, a month and if you become a member of that website I am hosting a lot of uh, experts are there you have um, well wellness expert you have uh, coach speakers you have coaches you have authors everybody on the panel and you can get one-on-one kind of attention from them you can enjoy their programs because they will be offering special um, discounts to the members of that website and other than that, through that website, you can also have one-on-one sessions with me or if you want to take up my program, everything is at a very discounted rate. Plus, mm-hmm. there is a lot of material which will be available for the members to um, access free because they are the member of that website. And it is a portal that I have created, not only for women, but I'm encouraging young girls, boys, like our uh, university graduates. And this program is going to the universities in the U.S. and abroad as well. I have uh, the panel from all over the world. People are joining it. So I encourage you all to do that. Plus, with the panelists, the second phase is that we are going to work together to you know, start some kind of competitions with our members so that we can actually help them identify their talent, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's speaking, and then groom that person, the winner, groom that person uh, to achieve his or her dreams. So it's a big thing coming up. And we uh, spend so much. We spend like on Netflix, on Starbucks, coffee, and uh, you know, so many things. We, we spend our gym membership. And it's, but you know, it's all that we are doing things externally but this website is going to bring you a lot of uh, 
support and guide you. It will be your internal compass because you will be associated, connected one-on-one with so many beautiful experts out there. So I encourage all of you, if you go on linrifa.com website, you will have all the details and I have, we have come up with a beautiful name, which is hashtag I am you and which is expressing that we all are one and we need to help each other. So we see our reflection in others also. So that is so awesome. Yes. So please, uh, I encourage you to look at that website and become the member. Or if you think there are uh, people who would need that kind of support or that kind of portal, um, please spread the word and you will not regret signing up for that uh, program. Because apart from whatever is available free, the best part is that the experts are offering their very high-end ticket programs at a very discounted rate for the members. Nice. And that means a lot. Well, thank you so much, Nin. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And you know what? Just make sure that you go and check her out. And that's the Author to Authority podcast for today. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words, Attract High-Paying Clients and Customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now. And I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority.